This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Back, 888-727-BECK. Uh, nice crowd shot from Donald Trump's Massachusetts rally. Um, can, we get a, can we get a shot of it? Uh, it's apparently uh, uh, large. Somewhat mind-boggling there. This is a, that's a good, good-sized crowd. Yeah, definitely. In Massachusetts. Went to Lowell, Massachusetts, which I think is, uh, isn't that suburban Boston or is it further out than that? Uh, about five miles south of the New Hampshire border, apparently, for uh, one of his uh, trademark big arena rallies and last night. And uh, that's what the crowd looked like. wonder how, how many people is that, 8,000? Yep. Around 8,000? Mm-hmm. Good crowd. Uh, named after, uh, it's, it's named after uh, Senator Paul Songus. Does hold about 8,000 people. Local officials were estimating it was filled to capacity or beyond. That's uh, a lot, uh, especially considering... The high yesterday in Lowell was 29 degrees, and uh, Trump's rally didn't start until evening, so it was probably a little cooler than that. So people braved the night chill. Um, they're used to that the uh, there. Um, yeah, they brave the much. night chill and what is dis- you know, destructive to everybody else in the world uh, yeah. every day. That's what they do in New Hampshire. Um, Massachusetts, I guess, in this case. Yeah, but the Washington Post was apparently quite impressed with it. No, it is. That's a great crowd. I mean, look. You know, it is. You know, there is something to be said for uh, celebrity presence. Is um, Jim Gilmore uh, bringing that kind of crowd? No, he's not. Oh, uh, well, they're not reporting <laughs> on it. Yeah, they won't tell you about the crowds at Jim Gilmore. <laughs> really? In fact, I haven't heard him mentioned in months. Uh, and I have not seen him drop out. So what are they hiding? He, you know? Yeah, he, That's what I'm saying. he has not dropped out. Notice how Donald Trump will not talk about Jim Gilmore. I have noticed He's that. afraid of I him. I have noticed. Ted Cruz, did he bring him up today? No. No, he's no, he afraid of him. Yeah. Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest. They're terrified of this guy. You know, I think Gilmore chased Lindsey Graham right out of the race. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Right out of the freaking race. And you want to talk about stalling Pataki momentum? Who's left? 
Jim Gilmore. He's Gilmore. still there. When all these other guys mm -hmm. go away, Gilmore will still be in the race. In 2018, mm -hmm. when, the, when the election's over, Gilmore will still be in the race. We By do have a story. Them off. He did show up at 7-Eleven in uh, Des Moines, Iowa yesterday, where there were over four people in, they were already there. But still, they didn't leave when he came. Yeah, the only thing I would disagree with you, he did not go to Des Moines. He does not have the campaign finances <laughs> to actually go to the state. True. Even driving, he doesn't have the gas money. He's Why not just drop out? <laughs> Why not just drop out? We have this uh, little uh, five-ring, um, uh, these stupid headphones today, Yeah. Uh, five-ring circus thing that 538 put together a while ago that we've been re referencing throughout the campaign. And they put all the candidates on there, and they put them in the little circles. Are they moderates? Are they Tea Party? Are they establishment? What are they? Uh, Jim Gilmore does not appear. He's never oh, actually really? earned a spot on the on the list. Jeez. So there were 17 candidates. What are we down to? Like 13 now? Something like that? I think 12. 12. I think we're at 12 right now. So that's also too many, uh, by the way. Um, yeah, and Brad about... Paul is saying, by the way, if he doesn't get to the main stage debate, he won't even go. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, I, if that happens, I don't know. That doesn't probably help his campaign, right? No. I mean, I guess being on the, the... get him some extra news. Yeah, maybe it's better than being on the baby stage. Yeah. You know, maybe, and yeah, nobody's so. talking about Rand Paul anymore. I know, including us. Someone, someone in uh, uh, except now was talking um, just the other day. I heard, um, and it was like, well, a year ago, uh, the polls looked a lot different. The top tier candidates were, and they went through them, and Rand Paul is one of them. Yeah, you know, just a year ago, I mean, Rand Paul was one of the top guys. It was Rand Paul, Jeb Bush. Uh, Scott Walker. Oh, yeah. Walker um, was big right it's now. It's amazing a year how fast ago. that changes. It yeah. really is. And again, you know, we pointed this out because, you know, Donald Trump is still dominating the news coverage, as he will, I think, to the end of, the, end of time. I mean, whether he wins or not, he will still dominate the news coverage. Mm -hmm. When, you know, let's say Ted Cruz is the nominee, they will still be talking about what Donald Trump is doing. Um, so whatever, but right. you look at uh, this is um, at this point in 2012, Newt Gingrich still was leading by 3.4 points. At this point in uh, 2008, Rudy Giuliani was still leading by mm. 2.6 points. Yeah. Uh, in 2008, Hillary Clinton was not only leading but destroying Barack Obama by 19 points at this point in 2008. And uh, in 2004, Howard Dean looked like the surest thing of all sure things, uh, up by 15 points. And I, I remember in the Howard Dean thing, thinking, I remember we went to Iowa for that, uh, for that um, caucus. And we were at a hotel in, I think it was Des Moines. And I remember walking in through the door and looking over at the big TV in the lobby, and all the supporters from all the different campaigns were there. And, you know, they had firemen for Kerry and, you know, Howard Dean with literally it was orange vests or something. They had orange hats. I can't remember. They had mm. some uh, some, you know, clothing that was like particular to a lot of the volunteers. And I remember walking in there and just looking at that and thinking to myself, my God, two weeks ago, Howard Dean was a lock to win this thing. Mm -hmm. And John Kerry supporters are sitting here uh, uh, celebrating. And then I take the, the hotel, uh, hotel elevator up to my room, get in, order a little room service. To flip on the TV just to watch Howard Dean do the the uh, I have a scream uh, speech, uh, which you know eff effectively destroyed his campaign. And mm -hmm. people look at that and say, "Wow, he made that speech and he lost. He lost Iowa, and he was and making that speech after." Speech. Yeah. I mean, his campaign was probably over anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and he just re I remember thinking after that on the way home. Never again will I make a political prediction. Like, it's just anything can happen. Yeah. Of course, I've violated that like a thousand times since. But 
literally anything can happen at any point. It just it's very true. Twenty point swings happen overnight. Someone said uh, it wasn't until mid January that Rick Santorum had a poll in which he registered in the double digits in Iowa. Wow. He and then he won. won the state. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know until two weeks after Iowa. Yeah, and that hurt Iowa. his campaign quite, quite and a bit. That hurt, that hurt a, lot. a lot. Yeah. I that remember being pissed off yeah, about he that. Got because, robbed on that. Yeah, we really yeah. wanted him then. And and uh, he, it was a couple of weeks later, they recounted or whatever, and then they said, oh, well, by the way, uh, I know we're on to New Hampshire, but uh, Rick Santorum won the last one. So. I think it was after New Hampshire. Yeah. It might have been after <laughs> New yes, Hampshire. Yes, it was. It was. Um, yeah. And uh, the same, I mean, it's bizarre. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's like they took that, sort of took that away from him. They kind of did. Um, and took out any chance yep. he had. Now, Rick, Rick Santorum did not have a great nationwide campaign. He really focused on Iowa and needed to win it. And maybe you can argue needed to win it handily. Um, but uh, he did win, and it should have had a bump from that. Uh, yeah. And the same thing happened, though, with Huckabee. Huckabee didn't hit double digits until, until early to mid-January um, in, in Iowa in 2008, and he won it. Did he? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I forgot that he won Iowa. It's bizarre how late that happens. Because, I mean, we sit here and we talk about this stuff. Fifteen hours a week we're talking about this stuff. And, mm. and at some level, the most interesting part of talk radio is a primary like this because <laughs> we can always say yes hillary clinton sucks and yes uh, the republican nominee is better but when you're talking about the differences between supposed conservatives and trying to sort that mess out it's probably what you know what should be the most interesting time instead it just pisses everybody off mm-hmm. you know everyone is like well my guy you're not being nice to my guy and everyone gets so i mean this is the worst thing in the world for uh for conservatives uh, and conservative talk radio, because this is why you'll see a lot of hosts who just are like, oh, you know who's wonderful? All of them. They're all wonderful. A lot of people do that because there's no winning, you know? I mean, we take the stupid tact of just telling you what we think and just bashing our head against the wall. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. That's because they're all wonderful seems a little pathetic, too. Yeah, I can't live like that. It's it's interesting because somebody sent me some audio from uh, Russia's show yesterday, and he was talking about Trump, and... and, uh, he never gives his opinion. He just doesn't state an opinion on Trump. He's, he claims not to be for him, but he's certainly not against him. You see, I mean, he's, he's been he's critical of him here sort and there. Of but, there yeah. uh, and talking about him. And so Levin does somebody called in, and Levin does the same thing. Somebody called in and, and said, uh, it's not me, but my parents and my family is saying they don't like Trump. Can you tell me why? Why would they not like him? And so he's like, well, let me give some information. <laughs> like, uh, do you really need information? I mean, don't you have enough information to so. understand why conservatives would not like Donald Trump? It's pretty easy. It's an easy one. Yeah, I mean, Mark Levin's laid it out yeah, uh, but expertly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard him do it. Um, and, and like, I'm, you know, I'm certainly not talking about anybody specific here. I mean, I, you know, I think there's there are definitely hosts that make that choice. I have heard Rush be critical of him when he was talking about Ted Cruz. Yes, um, and I think that's what shut him down. Because because it was that week before the debate, and then suddenly at the debate, he's all Mr. Nice Guy with Cruz. You notice that? Yeah. I I think Rush kind of snapped him back into line. You're like, okay, maybe I better not attack Ted Cruz because people like him. Uh, But (laughs) as far as the field is concerned, um, nationally... Trump is is still with has that sizable lead, but I, I don't know. I think this is still one from a couple of weeks ago, or is this brand new? According to NBC News, 
This is a new one. It's an online poll, though. Okay. Uh, Republican or Republican-leaning registered voters, Trump has 35% support compared to 18% for Cruz, 13 for Rubio. Um, so still, Ted is pretty well positioned here. And the uh, darker red line is what? Oh, that's men. Men and women, yeah, 21 Trump. and 13, so it winds up at 18. Uh, for Trump, his, his support is heavily men. 39 to 29. So is Cruz, though. I mean, they're both. Um, Rubio mm. has the best uh, splits there, I guess. Uh, although he'd rather have the higher numbers. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, I Jim Gilmore has zero percent of men and women, and I don't think he's celebrating that. <laughs> That's not. It's not necessarily what you no, want. No, probably not. Yeah, uh, Rubio's going to be in here this week too, right? Um, is he? I think yeah. he's. He's going to be on the. Sh- is it tomorrow? He's on the show Thursday. Right? On the show in Thursday. studio, or is he That's just on? I think on so. I think he's in the studio. Phone. I could That's be wrong. That's what Glenn on that. said on his. Facebook page. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. Um, meanwhile, Cruz has a uh, an ad out, um, and uh, it's called First Principles Ad. And let's take a look at what that. Barack Obama sticks by his principles. It's time for Republicans to stand by ours. Mm. That's how we win, and that's how I'll lead. As president, I won't compromise the values that make us who we are. Thank you. The Constitution wasn't a first draft. Our border isn't a revolving door and the rule of law wasn't meant to be broken america is off track but our founding principles will get us back i'm ted cruz and i approve this message oh see what he did there he um can we go back to the end of the commercial i've never noticed that it's a good little logo (laughs) that's a good little logo Mm. trust ted and see the t in trust acts as the t in ted as well right it starts out it just says trust ted and then it comes together it says trusted So it's trusted, but also trust Ted. That's not bad. Nice. It's actually bad. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it's kind of cute. It's adorable, really. (laughs) And then you can go to uh, tedcruz.org if you'd like to contribute to us. It says that on there, too. Yeah, it says, can we go back to that uh, for a second? I think it does say, you know, the end where it says tedcruz.org is where you could go if you wanted to support him, perhaps. You know, I don't know, make a donation or whatever. As it comes I'm just saying, trusted. you could. If is you that what these to. guys do? I don't, I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know much about it. Apparently, you can go to <laughs> tedcruz.org and then make a donation of some sort or volunteer to help, whatever the case may be. Huh. huh. Yeah. The Constitution wasn't the first draft. Okay? It's really the law of the land. All right? I don't know. Did they mean it? No. You know? Do these guys really mean it? We Have you ever investigated no. whether they really meant us to look at it? I'm not you sure. Know? I'm not sure. If they wanted us to look at it, they would have printed up a lot of copies and posted it online. Okay? <laughs> Instead, they Did got it that. ever go online? No. Uh, from no, them? No. 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 No, it did not. And they didn't care. They That's didn't a good really point, care. Still. They were like, you know what? Here's some look recommendations. Look at it like that. If it's if not this online, works for it, you guys, it didn't happen. Hey, if this works for you guys, fine. If it doesn't, fine. Do what you need to do. Here's some ideas we have now, More but they're going to be a, old in like 10 years. A recommendation, if yeah. you will. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they did. I mean, yeah. uh, that's the way it works. Right. All right, 888 back. There's more patents to it coming up in a few oh, minutes. Here. All right. And a sponsor of this half hour is Goldline. Now, Goldline, Glenn has showed you this before. This is this cool little credit card thing that they're doing. I don't know if it's technically called a credit card thingy, uh, but uh, this, is, this is what they do. It, it's the size of a credit card, fits in your wallet, uh, and it's really kind of a game changer. I mean, I remember Glenn talking to me. He's been talking to me about gold for a million years, uh, of course, as you probably know. And I you know, spent the first 900,000 of those years ignoring him. Um, and uh, he, he, but he used to tell me, you know, you, you, I think this is him talking down to me. He's like, you need to buy silver. You, you need to buy silver. You, you need to buy silver because you need something that's uh, you can use in, in a pinch. You could break it apart. You can't break apart a gold bar. 
At the same time, he was talking to uh, Goldline and having them create with the Canadian Mint this uh, this amazing thing. And, and now it's broken up. If you are in a pinch, if if you need to get somewhere in a crisis situation, you can just take one of these little tiny gold bars or a tenth of an ounce, 99.99% pure gold bullion. Uh, it's a legal tender bar. And it's available in this cool packaging that you can actually uh, take with you wherever you go. Uh, five individually sealed bars, and you can take it anywhere. It's ideal for barter in a crisis. And uh, qualifying purchases are eligible for Goldline's two-way gu price guarantee program, price shield, and price guarantee program. Call Goldline, 1-800-913-GOLD. Read their important risk information to see if go uh, buying gold is right for you. Ask about their accumulation special as well, where you can get started for just 100 bucks a month. 1-800-913-GOLD is their number. 1-800-913-GOLD. It's Goldline. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Hello, triple eight seven two seven. Yeah, bet it is. Patents too. Hey, welcome. Um, uh, our favorite friend, uh, the guy in the White House, uh, is speaking about guns again. You got to believe that's good, because all of us need to stand up or something. And and now uh, he's uh, talking about uh, he's talking about his executive action that he's going to take this week. His town hall on guns is coming up on Thursday, day after tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be so agonizing. I gotta tell you, I, I, I can't, can't wait. I can't wait. Oh my! Mm. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more because I got fired up again last night and put a little something on. Well, here's what I put. <laughs> oh no! Here's what I put. <laughs> I don't know. Are you ready? Are you getting? I, is there a, is there a boiling happening? It's boiling. I, you know, it boiled over a little bit yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. Glenn talked about it and then uh, tried to get me fired up again mm -hmm. on the air because at yeah, six in the morning early. I was in here yelling was, about we it. Were, we, it was more fun early. Yeah, it was because it was fresh, and then I got it out of my system a little bit, and he he was like, "Well, we can't do that." I said, "Okay, I'm calm down." Okay. Then he wants to fire me up right. about it yeah, again, he did it intentionally on the air. right. Mm -hmm. He did it intentionally, yes. intentionally, and so uh, then I'm looking at it again last night, and I see the the statement from Josh Ernest, which I'll get to in a minute, and then I get fired up all over again, <laughs> and I just decided I can't. Stand this douche! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just, this guy? I, yeah, this okay. guy. Uh, I just can't, I can't get over this uh, gun control address from Saturday. He, uh, he gives us a preview of what's a little appetizer, if you will, of what's coming up on, on Thursday. The big main course is going to be this town hall. And, uh, and here's, here's a little section of uh, what he's discussing. 
Three years ago, a bipartisan, common-sense bill would have required background checks for virtually everyone who buys a gun. I can't do it. No. Keep in mind, this is a policy that is supported by some 90 percent of the American people. Okay. When do you? It was supported by a majority of NRA households. Uh huh. But the gun lobby mobilized against it, and Mm. the Senate blocked it. Since then, tens of thousands of our fellow Americans have been mowed down by gun violence. Tens of thousands. Mowed down by gun. Each time we're told that. Common sense reforms like background checks Each time we're might not have stopped the last we're massacre told that or the one before that, so we shouldn't do anything. Okay. Nobody says we, we know we can't anything. stop every act of violence, but what if we tried to stop even one? What if Congress did something, anything, to anything, protect our something. kids from gun violence? Anything. Don't worry about doing the right thing. Just something. Anything. What if we try to have monkeys fly out our butts? What if we do that? You know, this bipartisan common sense bill that was thwarted by the evil gun lobby would have required background checks for virtually everyone who buys a gun, is his claim. Well, we essentially have that right now. Uh, He keeps harping on this gun show loophole. You know, licensed, uh, licensed gun dealers still must require background checks, even at the gun shows. But if you're a private individual, you can in some states, sell a gun to another private individual without a background check. But guess who already has universal background checks, including gun shows? Connecticut. I'm trying to think, what was it that happened in Connecticut? Hmm, I don't. Hmm. I mean, a lot um, of things happen in Connecticut. A lot of things. A lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of rich people there. There's, oh, that's right. Sandy Hook happened in Connecticut. He goes on to battle, his, battle about his useless, nonsensical straw man arguments like, uh, we have to do something. Yeah, again, never the right thing. And my personal favorite is, isn't it worth it even if it saves one life? I don't know. Ask Ben Franklin, who said, um, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Then White House spokesman, this is what really set me off last night. Josh Ernest had the unmitigated call to praise George W. Bush on this issue. Uh, He said yesterday when he was running for re-election in October 2004, President George W. Bush said, I believe in background checks at gun shows or anywhere to make sure guns don't get in the hands of people that shouldn't have them. This is not a controversial notion, Ernest said. This is something that the previous Republican president, one that everyone would agree as a conservative, a proud gun owner himself, and had previously served as the governor of a state with a large number, millions of gun owners. This is a position that he has taken. So that infuses my confidence that there is strong public support as a matter of policy for these steps. A, no. Everyone wouldn't agree George W. Bush is a conservative. (laughs) Yes, compared to the commies in the White House, W. is Barry Goldwater. Yes, (laughs) but to actual conservatives, not so much. And B, I'm sorry, you don't get to bash, belittle, degrade, ridicule, and demonize a guy for nine or ten years and then turn around and use him as your example to make your stupid point. To, to say these people are the worst freaking hypocrites to ever shame our nation would probably be the, the greatest understatement in mankind's history, so I won't even bother. But I've just had it with this stuff. Yeah. I just can't take it anymore.
Yeah. I, I can't take it. It's funny because that, that is what they do, too. It's like they, when they can find the <clears throat> one thing they can pull out of, you know, a thousand speeches from George W. Bush yeah. where he was yep. uh, on the side of, uh, of you know, um, uh, gun freedom and, and the Second Amendment. They won't pull any of those. They pull the one thing where he says, yeah, exactly. want, yeah sure, gun... <laughs> I'm for background checks to yes. keep guns out of the hands of uh, And they'll find another issue like uh, with Reagan, it's always uh, illegal immigration. amnesty. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> well, he was wildly wrong on that. Yeah. So I don't care how many times you bring up Reagan and amnesty. I didn't agree with him then. I don't agree with you now. Yeah. Stop it. And, and this idea that they keep saying, which <sighs> is 90% uh, mm. of people uh, want background checks. They do have polls that say that. It depends on how you word the poll to get results that are that high. That's the thing. Um, but a lot of that is, first of all, it's, it's given the assumption that we don't have them already. We already have them. We have background checks. Mm -hmm. Now, do you um, believe that we should expand the background checks to, let's say, you uh, leave as an inheritance a gun? Does your child have to get a background check? Now, if you specifically, I've never seen a specific poll on a question like that. Would it be 90%? I mean, of course not. It wouldn't even be close to that. No. Um, now, when you poll people on, not on some mythical uh, situation where they're not 100% sure of the details, just asking them, do you think we should have more gun control or less than where we are right now? Uh, the vast majority of people say they do not want more gun control. They don't want more gun control. They'll say, ah, you know what we have now is fine, or you know what, I'll take a little bit less. But the majority of people do not want more gun control. They don't quote, quote those polls because yeah, right. it makes them look bad. They're why would they be doing this if they didn't want more control? They obviously do want more control. They're reaching for more. And the reason why this has been defeated time after time after time after time when he tried to do it the way that was legal um, is because that's not what people want. Now he's saying, you know what, screw it. We'll just do it ourselves and, and let the courts overrule it later. Good luck making it happen. Oh, well, I mean, there's going to be... One of my favorite uh, little comedy, funny memes over the holiday was, uh, if I have ten guns and a federal law forces me to turn in eight of them, how many will I have left? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's constitutional math right there. That's that good stuff. You know, and, and they get to that 90% number because... They make it sound like we don't already have background checks. Yeah. It makes it sound like we don't have any controls on guns whatsoever. Like while you're buying a pack of gum at 7-Eleven, you can also get an automatic uh, weapon. I can get a, a Tommy gun and I can get uh, uh, some, some Mentos mints at the same time. Uh, it's, not, it's not like that. And, and so when they make it sound like there's no background checks, there's no checks or or balances on, on guns at all, and a fourth grader can walk in and buy them and then go to a birthday party and shoot all his friends. I mean, of course people are going to say, well, yeah, I should probably do something. Uh, are, you, are you actually selling them door-to-door -door at mental institutions? Okay, well, that probably shouldn't be, because that's how they make it sound. So you can skew these polls any way you want. And I'm just really tired of it. Yeah. Uh, I've had enough. A December poll from CNN had 48% of Americans saying that they were in favor of stricter gun control laws. 51% said they were opposed. And, said, and remember, the pitch is not this is a divisive issue. The pitch is the exact opposite of that. It is not a divisive issue. No one disagrees except these jerks in the Senate and the NRA. Mm -hmm. right. That's it. 51% of this country does not want stronger gun control laws. It's over half. You might notice 51 to 48 I believe it was your margin of victory in the last election. Yeah. Okay? 
So uh, to say that it's, you know, some issue where there's this unbelievable consensus is straight out a lie. But it's no what they do on every issue, right? Yep. Even even global warming where they're upside down in, yes. in public opinion. And, and they act like everybody agrees with them. It's, it's fascinating that they get away with this. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. You know, right now, with everything going on in the world, what you need to do, what I hope you want to do by now, and maybe we've helped convince you that it might be a good idea, is to get some emergency food supply, mm. to get something to fall back on in case of an emergency. Yeah, like Jeffy comes over to your house and cleans, oh my cleans you out. It cleans you out completely in yeah. one sitting. I'll clean it's, you out. It's, no, a... it's happened many times, Jeffy. You come over, you say, hey, uh -huh. I... I uh, just wanted to say hello and drop off some uh, some cookies that my if wife made. If you happen to be eating, I have to sit down and eat. You just have to sit down. Yeah, but no, I, we're not eating in the pantry, and there's no food <laughs> left in the pantry after you come by. I don't even know how you do it. You know what it reminds me of is uh, the Grinch who left crumbs too small for even the Who's mouses. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like when Jeffy comes over to your house. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but so right now you can get a two week emergency food supply for fifty bucks. It's an incredible deal. Call triple eight. 893-7953. Take advantage of this right now. They even ship it right to your door for yeah, free. Yeah, for, for thousands of dollars no, to ship it free. to your door. It's for right? free. It's for free. So it costs you $50. That's kind of a good deal. $50. It's very affordable. Um, yeah. You know, look, two weeks of food for 50 bucks. I don't need to tell you that it's affordable, but I do need to tell you that it's actually good food. I think a lot of people will say, oh, well, wow, I'm going to be eating, what, dried uh, barley bars for two weeks. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that. Well, you don't have to do it with my Patriot Supply. They give you good food, food you actually mm. want to eat. Uh, and it's uh, incredibly inexpensive. Only available if you call, though, 800, excuse me, 888-893-7953. 888-893-7953. Call now. Limit two per household. Sorry, Jeffy. It's a two-week supply, just 50 bucks plus free shipping. A couple. 888-893-7953. Call them now. My Patriots. They call that the Jeffy rule. Oh, it is the Jeffy rule? Okay. Yeah, this is the Jeffy rule. Speaking of guns, as we were moments ago, uh, the Free Beacon named 2015 the year of the gun. Uh, more guns were sold in 2015 than in any previous year in American history. More than 23 million checks were processed uh, through the National Instant Background Check. Okay, 20? So, so they act like... Uh, we don't have any background checks. We need some background checks. If only we could do background checks, then we could stop all of this violence. 23 million of them happened. Uh, an all-time record. All-time record for yearly sales uh, comes after May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and December 2015. Each set sales records for their respective wow. months. Man, Jeez. Think of that. May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and December. All set records. President That's, Barack Obama is the best. He is the best gun salesman in the, in the history of the world. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, the, the rumor is I didn't see the actual footage. The rumor is, at least you know, uh, on Twitter and such, that he actually cried during the press conference. Wait. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he cried. What? He cried during the press conference. In what context? Um, guns are mean. <laughs> um, I guess he was talking about Newtown, which is, by the way, probably one of the worst crimes ever committed on American soil. I mean, it, it mm. is the, one of the incredible shames of the aftermath of, mm. of Newtown is how these awful, 
awful people that are in our leadership tried to turn this into a political issue. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Newtown is serious. I mean, this it is one of the worst crimes ever committed on, a, on American soil. Now, I mean, like all these tr shootings are tragic and horrible and, you know, and, and it's terrible to go in and shoot up your office. It was children. It was innocent children, freaking first graders, yeah. 20 of them in a random school in the middle of Connecticut that this guy had no connection to really i mean it wasn't like he you know remember it was initially reported his mom was a teacher there that right. wasn't true he just went there and killed all these people mm. and didn't leave a note didn't explain himself uh of course killed his mom none of these laws would have stopped it obviously um that doesn't almost doesn't even need to be said but to take the focus away from what a tragedy that was um, and try mm -hmm. to put it in this political context because he knows this wouldn't have stopped that it was his mom was an upstanding citizen who owned all of her guns legally. He killed her and took the guns and went and murdered these children. It has nothing to do with what he's talking about. There's no way. You know what you could do in that case? I'll give you one law that could stop it. One, make murder of your mom illegal. <laughs> if you did that, maybe you'd have a chance to stop well, that's Newtown. Something. That's it, something. It is something, I guess. And maybe it, at some point they'll address it. It, but, it, it is it, addressed, and it has been what? addressed. Yeah, that's not, what? that's not a legal thing. Yeah, you can't go ahead and kill your mom. So, Even if you're related to her? Yeah, even if you're, yeah. Even if she's if your actual same, mom. If you live in the same house? Yeah, even then. Yeah. Yeah, you can't kill your mom. So wow, that is that's shocking information. Apparently, uh, shocking to I the know. president as well, uh, because that <laughs> would a be lot a step people, he could take. A lot of people go ahead and, and when they kill their mom, they also break an even more important rule, and that's bring no guns into this area. This is a no gun zone, and they oh go ahead and disregard that no, as well. That, that they're, they're, yeah, they're, no, they do not it. if there's a sign. It happened I mean, in this particular sign. case we're talking about. Yeah, mm. so sad. Yeah, mm. I mean, but I mean, so the the tears. Are justified over that story. He, it just this guy is the exactly. last because, politicized. Because, it. I, don't it. I don't even buy. I don't even buy it. I don't either. No, I don't buy it. I'm not cutting this guy no any slack on no. this. Oh, it's uh, only a political issue yeah, to him. That's what right. I mean. That's it's about all it is. Control. It's about. And again, like yep. if the thing, which is is something we don't maybe highlight enough when we talk about these issues, is the things that Barack Obama is doing with guns. He cites these polls. The people answering these polls don't understand that this guy it doesn't want the things he's asking for. Mm. He doesn't care about background checks. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter at all. 23 million background checks happened. He's acting as if w the problem is we don't have any background checks. You know what's going to happen with uh, the difference in my life with these policies as far as if he's just adding additional background checks? Nothing. I don't care about going through a background check. I mm. went through them when I bought my gun. Me I went too. through them when I got my when I went through the process to get a uh, concealed carry. Mm -hmm. uh, I went and I got fingerprinted. I went through a course that all it doesn't affect me at all. These background I don't fight for background for a lack of uh, for uh, more gun freedom because I don't think I can go buy a gun right now. What I fight for it uh, for is the second you give this guy one centimeter of space to take more of your rights, he will take fifty miles of them. And he will continue to take them mm. for as long as you allow him until he gets to, at the very least, what he's admitted he wants, which is taking one-third of the guns off the street in the entire country, which is what he's advocated for when following Australia's policies, which, by the way, didn't work at all. Not at all. At 
all did not lower the gun violence not in rate Australia, at all. Nor the UK. Nor the UK. And the thing about it is, with uh, both of us too, and I, I think Jeffy too, uh, is that uh, it's not like we're huge gun enthusiasts. Yeah. I, I don't even. I don't go practice. I, I've done it a couple of times yeah. in my life, maybe five times total. I don't hunt. I, I don't enjoy going out and shooting, and I certainly don't like to kill animals. So um, the, the thing that makes me passionate about this is the principle, mm -hmm. is the constitutional right mm -hmm. for others who are gun advocates, who are, and I do want to have a gun in my home just in case to protect my family. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is important to me. But it's more the principle of the issue that I care about here. And our founding fathers and their divinely inspired document they came up with, which we call the U.S. Constitution. So uh, for him, it's just an ideological issue that he opposes all of these yes. things and he wants to take them away from us. I, I don't think he gives a rat's ass about, about background checks. No I do I, I, I don't even know that he cares about the families of these victims oh, yeah. or the victims themselves. I, I don't know it's that he does. Nothing but a tool to get him to his yes. end. And that, that because is, that's how he treats it. And that is despicable, when, especially when it's this despicable. case. And, you know, because, like, look, these, a lot of these shootings have been horrible. They're all horrible. Anytime anyone dies, you know, the people that die by the hundreds in the city he came from mm -hmm. uh, and the state he represented, uh, they're all tragedies, too. The city he lives in now, when the hundreds and hundreds have died, even though they went so far with their gun laws that they were unconstitutional in both of those cities, and mm -hmm. still hundreds of people get slaughtered every single year. All of that matters. Virginia Tech was really bad. Yep. Columbine was really bad. They're all terrible. But Newtown has, you know, Adam Lanza has a special condo in the depths of hell, and I hope he's enjoying it. Um, it is so far beyond all these other cases, and to to sit there and manipulate people and try to use the emotion of that situation to get something you've been asking for long before that situation occurred um, and that would have not would have not have prevented by any uh, independent um, uh, view of things is so incredibly despicable. It rises to the worst things he's done in his entire administration. I, I mean, he is a terrible president, but when you're using the lives of dozens of first graders to try to move the needle politically. Mm. You are a disgrace to the country. Yeah, yeah and he is. And he is. Um, meanwhile, I, I love how, you know, I don't like a lot of things about Trump, but I love how he's handling some of these issues, uh, these politically charged issues with Hillary Clinton, like daring her to talk about women's issues with her husband's abuse of women. Daring her that he, he said uh, he challenged Hillary to travel without armed bodyguards to prove that guns don't keep people safe because she did make that uh, statement. So he tweets out Hillary said that guns don't keep you safe. If she really believes that she should demand that her heavily armed bodyguards quickly disarm. <laughs> that's a very that's good brilliant. Point. I mean, that's great. Mm -hmm. See, that is the one thing. That the other that the Republican field does not do well. They don't ever I think, challenge I think these Cruz people. Does that well. I mean, Cruz is pretty good, at, pretty it, good at it, but nobody's better than Trump at that. 
would disagree. Um, would you? you know, Trump does do, he has some of those that are, are pretty, I think that was a good one. Um, he, although I think a lot of his are stupid and fall flat as well. Uh, he's as aggressive as anybody. I will say he yeah. does it more often. There's more quantity there. And it uh, is the, quality, the aggressive though, quality in him that yeah. people respond to yes. so well, though. Yes, that's what they love. I mean, that part is understandable. I just don't think, I mean, you know. Uh, he doesn't back down. He's always aggressive. <laughs> <Wait, what? laughs> does back down all the time. No, he never does. Backs down all the time. Never except, backs except down. Except when he does. He's aggressive. That's the only time, is when he does back down. That's <laughs> the only time. <laughs> Sorry to add that. Again, just <laughs> random <laughs> Trump uh, info, which I thought was mildly amusing. Um, Megan Kelly had an interview today, some magazine, and she was, they, they asked her about the Trump thing. And she was saying before he ran for president, uh, she, he, he, she would get packages in the mail from Donald Trump. And it would just be press clippings about Megan Kelly, then just signed on the press clipping Donald Trump. He would just sign articles about Megan Kelly and send them to her that were positive about Megan Kelly because he liked her so much. And then he would uh, call her up and tell her how good some of her segments were. And she's like, I don't know why he was doing it. And her suspicion is, well, he knew he was going to run for president and wanted to get me on his side or something. Um, I don't know. I, I just think he's weird. <laughs> I think it's a weird thing to do. Could there be another alternative in there? Could there be another motive in there? It's interesting, though. I, mean, I, I know really, he's been a fan because he's mentioned it many times. Yeah. Your favorite TV newscasters, though, who doesn't send them? I've never <laughs> never once never, never once done that. Ever, so. Have you? I mean, I know you cut out me letters from magazines and put together messages and send them to personalities <laughs> in the media, but that's a different deal, that's though, a different right? Deal, right? That's not what we're talking about I here. That's more. Uh -huh. Moreover, I have your delivered. cat. I, yeah. I, you send me money, and, and your cat will return. <laughs> you know that type of thing. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. That's great. And, and sadly, he signs them. So pathetic. He signs yeah, the articles uh, on it. Because okay. that makes it so valuable. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Thank you. Hmm. Beck. Um, this is kind of an interesting uh, topic to me because, uh, frankly, while you can do you can do a black dating site, there's a there's a new dating site for white people to meet each other, and and here's the spin on it in the story. For those distracted by the black, brown, and other faces of color on traditional dating sites. WhereWhitePeopleMeet.com has stepped in to solve your problem. Okay, there are black dating sites, there are Hispanic dating sites, there are Jewish dating sites, there are farmer dating sites. Farmer. I mean, come there on. Are. Farmers come only. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. You can't do whites? Why? Why, if you can do every other race? Where black people meet black people, where Hispanics meet Hispanics, you can't do white people meet without being racist. Isn't where black Shut people up. meet an actual site? I it believe is. it is. It's a dating site, I believe, isn't it? I believe yeah. that's the name of it, um, of one of so them. So they change black to white. Again, like, who knows if this is somebody making a point or what? Like, I don't you know. Are. But, I mean, would you say, uh, for all those distracted by those white faces on, on whereblackpeoplemeet.com. No, you'd never see that. It, you would never see that. Yeah, on traditional dating sites, you would, now there's where black people meet. I mean, like. Yes, it, that's exactly what it is. 
Is it? Yeah. Is it so they, I mean, I don't know if it's somebody doing this for uh, making a point. Um, you know, it, it's just, it is a bizarre thing. Now, I, you know, like if I'm going to a dating site, I don't think I would, this, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I generally have been attracted in my life, typically, to white people. The, how can we be in the same room? Did with you, you hear that? I, I Did said you generally. I hear the racism. No, I, I just said generally speaking. I mean, I've said many attractive. You admitted that we're on the are, air. Finally, finally, we find out no, who saying, this guy really is. No, oh I, my gosh! <laughs> I'm just saying that. Wow. I, well, been, I mean, I know what you're saying, Mr. KKK. You should stop you, digging not, uh, right now. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> we actually talked about this off the air. It's like what a shocking that, admission. I know. Is shocking. that why you married a white girl? I, I, well, is yeah, it's I, okay. Partially, I all would right. Think that was huh. part, part of the huh. reason. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have uh, you may very well be attracted to uh, people of other races, but mm-hmm. you might prefer one. You might think one's hot and one's not. You I might. Mean, there used to be a site called Hot or Not. I don't know if it still exists, but I mean, you know. You, you have a preference. Like, sexual preference seems to be okay in every other context. You yes. can't have a sexual yes. preference yes. for one race or of another. Now, or I, you might think some people in the other race are hot and some aren't. Right. For instance, in fact, I don't think race. Oprah Winfrey is hot. I do think Halle Berry is hot. Yes, I would, I would tend to agree with that analysis. So, and by the way, I will say the same thing about white people as well. <laughs> yes. uh, Hillary Clinton is not, not so hot. hot. Not uh, hot. So it, it, what Elle it, McPherson right. is. Now, you might say... It's funny because a gay dating site is completely fine. For all those people distracted by women on traditional dating sites, it's yeah. where gaypeoplemeet.com. No one would ever write that article. Nope. It's okay to go and look for something that you like. That's okay. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly okay. It's just not okay for white people. Now, look, I, now with all of this context built into society, am I going to where white people meet to try to find a date? No, because I think the people that do go to the site probably have some, why would you choose it? There's like some natural selection mm-hmm. going on there uh, that if you want to go to that site, uh, with the stigma attached to it, you're crossing lines that probably make you someone I don't want to date. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the case with where black people meet or where Hispanic people meet or where gay people meet. Um, so it's, 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 it is a weird thing in our society. Really weird. Um, and, and we've seen this happen with really uh, college campuses. With um, <laughs> just gonna listen, I'm thinking back to your face as you knocked it. <laughs> well, I was shocked. You were really shocked. I, shocked I don't think you got it on racism. camera because it was on me, but it was, uh, it was a fantastic <laughs> moment in the show's history. Um, <laughs> Everyone, they're telling me that they actually thought you fell at the time. Um, no, it was just that you were so outraged. Outraged, yes. yes. Outraged that uh, I knocked my chair over accidentally. But we've seen the uh, affirmative action bake sales at college campuses where, mm-hmm. where black people can pay a certain percentage and a certain price for a cupcake and white people can pay a different price for a cupcake. And we're giving a benefit to black people because, you know, affirmative action. Um, and that's the most offensive thing in the world. It's also how our society operates in many ways. Mm-hmm. And is, uh, it happens in colleges all the time when it comes to race. Um, so it, it is kind of bizarre um, and a weird line. But, I mean, if it's somebody mm-hmm. making a point, it's a good point. It's a really good point. Um, Even if it's not a point. And if it's, it's not a point. It's an okay thing. It's an okay thing. I just probably wouldn't go there to find a date myself. That's, but, again, that's well, my preference, and it's okay. We're married. So oh, crap. not to each other, that. fortunately. But, um, well, I mean, and, and it's interesting because a look that, at the – What does it matter? E- e- what is what matter? Well, polygamy is still illegal. I they haven't overturned those yet. Yeah. Once, once those laws get uh, overturned, we're having a big show wedding. 
and that's yeah, going to be a lot of that's fun. That's right. Are you all invited, by the way. I will. I, I will note that the vast majority of couplings are are within a particular yeah. race, yep. like whites to whites, blacks to blacks, Hispanics to Hispanics. Now, while interracial does exist, sure. it's the minority. Yes. So most people apparently, including blacks, including, including Hispanics. blacks and Hispanics yep. and Asians and everybody else, find comfort or preference within their own race. Yep. And that's okay, right? Yeah. You don't have to prefer a different How? race. Dare you say that's okay? <laughs> Thank you, Stu. Thank you for noticing my obvious <laughs> racial comment. Racist. <clears throat> you seeing this, America? You seeing this? Glad to get mad at us because he pays for the new chairs. Right. We break them. And these cost over a dollar ninety-five a piece. No, I mean not over a dollar so, well, Right around a dollar ninety-five. Uh, all right, triple eight seven two seven back eight eight. Do we have some pictures of of actual? I mean, maybe we'll throw a couple up really quick. Yeah, let's do a can couple. We, can we quick. show the These actual are... dating sites that do exist? Ugly um, schmucks uh, for okay. ugly people to date. We've got right. uh, what else? These are real sites, by the way. Equestrian uh, Cupid. If you're okay, ever a so horse if you lover, like horses, it's okay to have a site heaven. for that, but not if you're white. Uh, you've got uh, personals, uh, cat lovers, like social cat. network. Oh, that's Oh, wow, I'm that's thinking cute. of particular people here. Oh, yes. uh, Amish, Amish dating online. Yeah. <laughs> online is a weird Wait, location yeah. for that How particular they... site. Uh, what hmm. else do we have? Uh, Bikerkiss.com. Not Jim. bad. Not bad. Right. Jeffy? Uh, actually, uh, Joe Biden was on Bikerkiss.com. You remember? Oh, I do. For a while. Yeah, he's yeah, the spokesperson. Back. Uh, George Lucas uh, apparently is uh, kind of on a rampage right now. He's talking about, I, I guess he talked over the holiday season about uh, Star Wars a little bit. I missed that. Yeah, he was bashing. I would say he was bashing it. Bashing uh, the was, new movie? Yeah, he was saying he had to sell to the white slavers. Do you have the quote, Jeffy, by any chance? Uh, actually, I was looking for the quote, and I found his You might want to turn, Wait, on your, mic you turn on. your mic on there. I found his apology. I was looking for his quote, and I found his apology for the quote. Oh, he apologized? Yes, no. he I did. did not see that. I, I want to clarify my interview on the Charlie Rose show. Um, I've been working with Disney for 40 years and chose them as the custodians of Star Wars because of my great respect for the company and Bob Iger's leadership. Wow. Disney is doing an incredible <laughs> job of taking care of and expanding the franchise. It's what uh, a slave says to his them, master, doesn't it? Yes, he it called is. them white <laughs> slavers. He sold his franchise. He, the slave. people who, I'm sorry, paid him four <laughs> billion dollars. Which what? That's why he four got that apology. Billion. How many slaves made billions of dollars from their slave master? Holy crap! That's insulting on so many levels. What a, what a despicable piece here, here, of crap. You have to put That's it behind you. It's a very, very amazing. hard thing to do. But you have to just cut it off and say, okay, end the ball game. i got to move on. And everything in your body says, don't. You can't. These are my kids. All those Star Wars films, I love them. I created them. I'm very intimately involved in them. And I sold them to the white slavers that take these things. 
They wanted to do a retro movie. I don't like that. Every movie, I worked hard to make them different. I made them completely different. Different planets, different spaceships to make it new. Um, and also, um, you made them different, and many of them sucked. Um, that was <laughs> yes. another thing you did yes. that uh, the yeah. Disney does not seem to be doing. They seem to be doing a great wow. job. Wow. I actually thought, I had heard mm. he saw an early preview and liked it, but apparently that's not accurate. I had heard that as well, initially. And uh, then, but now he's bad-mouthing it, I understand. Anyway, here's, what he, here's a little bit of what he said to Charlie Rose. I know a lot of movies aren't popular. And you can say that going in. One of the reasons I retired is so I could make movies that aren't popular. Because in the world we live in, in the system we've created for ourselves in terms of it's a, a big industry, you cannot lose money. Well, so what industry can the you point lose is that you have in? to you're hell what are you talking forced about? to make a particular kind of movie. Yeah, a good one. And I used to say this all the time when people <laughs> uh, you know, back when uh, Russia was the the union of Soviet Socialist right. Republics. And they'd say, Oh, but aren't you so glad that you're in America? I said, Well, I know a lot of Russian filmmakers, they have a lot more freedom than I have. Sure. All Go they have to now. do is be careful about criticizing the government. Otherwise, they can do anything and they so want. And so what do you have to do? You have to adhere to a very narrow line of commercialism. Wow, is that stupid. Oh, my gosh. So, so he retired to make movies. Right. Well, he got the $4 billion from Disney so he can p apparently finance his, own, yeah. finance his own th crappy movie if he wants to make a crappy movie. What? In what business? You know, he's talking about these movies where he, you can't lose money. In what business do they say, yeah, go ahead and go out and lose some money for us today? Yeah. What, what the hell? We're what bank says, go out and make some really bad loans so we can go under? What grocery store says, hey, give really crappy customer service and sell bad food? And go ahead and lose money and we'll go under. Well, and the issue is he's what? treating it as if it's medical care. Movies are movies, man. They're great. I freaking love them. Yeah, but they're course. movies. People want good movies. People, making movies is not some <laughs> like God-given right that saves lives. What a movie is something that entertains people? Can it change mm -hmm. people's opinions sometimes? Can it be a really great experience? Sure. But we don't treat it as if it's, you know, uh, you know, delivering some sort of life-saving medical care. And, that's and, what he, he's and like. this is what he's acting like. I'm just doing such important work that I must do. And 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 damn this system won't allow me to do it. Well, well first of all, they will allow the, you to do it. Look at the important work he was doing with Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is a great uh, example because they asked him to go out and, and, you know, not lose money, and then he lost more money than any other film in the history of <laughs> It really movie was him. one of the biggest bombs of all time. Uh, one of the greatest bombs of all time. And to, for him to talk about this commercialism thing, he was so pissed about that that legend has it that that's what he decided, I'm not going to make another Star Wars movie just to spite the audience. Because he was so <laughs> mad that people didn't go to his garbage Howard the Duck movie, he wouldn't give us something we really wanted. I mean, what a douchebag. Yeah. And then for him to say that Russians had more freedom, well, go there then. Yeah. What, what is stopping you from joining the Soviet they would love to socialist have republics? In the middle of the freaking oh, they Cold War? What a, what a, what a, what a PR coup. Yeah, uh, that would, that would be, be great. I'll uh, bet he'd have a lot of freedom to do whatever he wanted there. And, you know, it's funny because here's a guy who's complaining about, oh, I, I couldn't make anything important. I couldn't make what I wanted to do because all I had to do was, was, was make profits for these evil corporations, the white slavers. What has happened in, in the meantime? Now, cameras are cheaper than ever. Mm -hmm. YouTube is available so that distribution can go anywhere uh, at any time for free.
Mm -hmm. um, you can make movies cheaper than you ever could before. There's more quality content than ever was before because of the exact system he's criticizing. Mm -hmm. um, and now people don't need George Lucas. They can go out and do whatever they want. They can make movies on their own. They don't need him to do uh, to to approve their projects anymore. And he still does high quality work, I'm sure, somewhere. Um, you know, like the prequels, they were great. Um, but uh, no, oh, that's that's confirmed. No, yeah, uh, that's confirmed, a confirmed no, no, confirmed um, no. But people are making great movies on small budgets now, and they're able to like you can't go out and risk a hundred million dollars of somebody else's money and make something that doesn't make money. What? Is that's that the really, system you're, yeah, you're, you're it, criticizing? That's weird. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. If you want to do that, you got to do it on your own. <laughs> you know what, what? You know who did it on his own uh, was uh, Travolta. With that uh, Battlefield Earth thing. Oh, right. right. He, was, he found, thought it was important. He didn't really care yeah. how commercial it was. Thought it was going to be successful anyway. Put some of his own money behind it. Yeah. And uh, did nothing. You know who else did it? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson said, you know what? This uh, whole uh, Jesus thing is I think people might, might, might be interested in it. And he made that movie and he made a lot of money. Um, it was, was Passion of the Christ a commercial idea? <laughs> no, it was not as commercial as Howard the Duck, I promise you. But it was good and people related to it and were interested in it, so it made a lot of money. You no, know, it was terrific, though, that he went out and busted his ass on was uh, Crystal Skull. Indiana oh. Jones and the Crystal Skull. Destroyed the series. Seriously, one of the worst oh, movies ever made, ever made, I think. In, a, in a major that. franchise. Ever made. The oh. worst movie ever made. In a major motion picture. Oh, God. Horrifyingly bad. Because, you know, it, it, and it's a specific thing. Bad. It's a beloved series. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie from a beloved Like, Friday the 13th made a lot of bad movies, but it's not a beloved series. Right. It's, a, it's a horror movie. It's right. a little schlocky. People expect crap. No one expects that out of a... Uh, you should watch it again. No. It's, it stands no, it's up. terrible. It's terrible. It does not it stand up. up. It's an awful, awful, awful movie. I remember sitting there going, I can't awful. believe they made this. Yeah. Why would they do this? That was this? my thought the whole I mean, time. I thought I kept thinking, okay, it's Indiana Jones. It's, it's, it's George Lucas. It's, it's Harrison Ford. It's going to get better. No, no. It continually got worse. Yeah, and it's one of the... T I mean, you've got to so stupid. Indiana Jones in the, no, in the past, I don't know, 50 years... Mm -hmm. Is what is a top ten beloved franchise? Oh, yeah. Like I mean, you know, what else do you have? You've got James Bond. You've mm -hmm. got Star, Star Wars, Wars. Certainly, Star Trek to me is still more TV, even though there've been a lot of great movies in yeah, Star Trek. Die Hard. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think Die Hard is to the level of Indiana Jones. Harry Potter. Her, I guess oh, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter yeah. but I mean that's you know more targeted toward kids. Lord of the Rings, that type mm -hmm. of uh, stuff. There's, I mean. There's never, there's not a, I can't think of a movie series like that where there's an outlier like Crystal Skull. And it's so much worse. Oh, right. Even in Temple of Doom, which was not critically no, loved. it wasn't great, uh, but it, wasn't it was the, so yeah. much better than Crystal so Skull. So much better than Crystal Skull. Can anyone, people were saying Bat, Batman and Robin, um, but I mean. Oh yeah, the Batman. The series. early Batman series, not the Christopher Nolan Batman series. That early series was not. It's not like the new no, it is series. Not. Plus, of Batman and Robin was way better than Crystal Skull. I don't remember it well enough. Way better. That but was still the one with that kid in it. What was his name that played Robin? What was that guy's name? Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who completely went away. Yeah. Uh, but that that was not. I mean, that was not was, great. But it was not. As but also, bad as do you put Skull. now Batman as a character? Going back to the 50s is a certainly a beloved character. Yeah, but that group of movies with Val yeah. Kilmer and George Clooney and, and Michael Keaton, I mean, that was, 
It was a big series, and it helped re, like rejuvenate the the uh, the comic book character. But that wasn't a beloved series. The Christopher Nolan version now that the things that are coming out now, mm-hmm. um, I think, is on a different level. But that early series was was more of just blockbuster success. It yeah. wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, is there another? I can't think of anything. I mean, that's how bad that movie was. So bad that it's it's uh, it's not even just a bad Indiana Jones. It's a terrible film. Superman. Uh, you know, the Superman series, maybe? Maybe, but, but again, oh, that was pretty schlocky. Because there was some, I know. Superman 3, was it? I know. Well, four, 4 was the worst one. Was it 4? Because 3 was the one with Richard Pryor, which yeah, was bad was enough. Bad. Yeah, but Richard, um, bad. You know, but 4 was Richard. with who? Uh, 4 was the one where he fought nuclear weapons. Right. That one's worse. That one's worse. I don't remember him But again, those weapons. movies were not... Huh. They were not to the level... Super. I mean, those he Superman won. movies were not he, to the level he, of he Indiana won. Jones. Now, as a character... Uh, Superman is a huge character and bigger than Indiana Jones, but right. as a actual movie where you look back and you say, there's a quality series. I mean, those movies were very right. sticky. They were aimed at kids in a lot of places. I mean, it's it's not Indiana Jones, man. Mm-hmm. There, I, there's not a lot of stuff that was, and, no, and they was ruined the, that series. It was the biggest letdown, maybe, of all time, movie-wise. Yeah, probably, because, I mean, you don't bring back... You normally don't bring back and resurrect a series like that if you're going to do it with crap. Yeah. You know, yeah. you might reboot it and you might have a bad version. You know what I mean? You might, uh, when you bring it back, though, like with Star Wars, I mean, you bring it back here and you have a great movie. <clears throat> Only George Lucas seems to be able to do this. He did it with the prequels. Bring it back with, yeah, but I was going to say, yeah. he's the man and, that does And he's that. done it with Indiana Jones. His calling card is take legendary series and ruin them. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. That is his calling card. Yeah. Yeah. Triple Eight. So maybe during his retirement, he can do Howard the Duck too. And, and maybe That'd he'll turn great. that one around yeah. and make it good. Yeah, maybe. That would be great. Uh, all right. According to the L.A. Times, whites must take responsibility for Donald Trump. Whites in general. And as soon as... Even us who have been trashing Donald Trump since he started. But as soon as blacks take responsibility for Barack Obama, I will wholeheartedly take responsibility for Donald Trump. Uh, Dexter Thomas declares that Donald Trump is a white people problem. And that the white community must take responsibility for any damage he has done and take steps to correct it. What does that mean, really? What is it? What are you talking about? How do you do that, for one thing? Uh, Thomas wrote that people of color police their own, do they? Because whenever a black or brown person does something unsavory in public, members of their community know that it will, fairly or not, reflect on them. Uh, He urges whites to handle the controversial, particularly embarrassing Trump the same way. Actually, uh, we do. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've been calling we call him out. him out on everything he does, even though uh, it's not a white person problem; it's just a people problem. I am so tired. It, ever problem. since, ever since Barack Obama, we've been divided this way in mm-hmm. the country: whites against blacks. We blacks didn't do, against whites. I, you know, we did not do through the the Bush years and uh, even uh, you know slightly before that uh, in talk radio. Did not do a lot of race topics. No, not, we didn't. It was not a we thing really that didn't. was talked about that often. No, because there didn't seem to be. Uh, the sort of levels of there complaints wasn't this that there are tension. now. I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, obviously you had uh, the the uh, the riots, the Rodney King thing. You had some of it with OJ, where mm-hmm. there was a, there was separation there, but that was there before was, the Bush years. And there was you know many areas of smaller riots around the country. It from didn't time to dominate time. our storyline no, for, s- for eight years. No, it did not. I mean, there were things that flared up occasionally, um, but it did not dominate our, our storylines. Um, and now it's inserted into every freaking story. Because of the president of the United States, 
thinks he it's an advantage issue for him or uh, sees the world that way, uh, maybe sees it through a racial prism. Some people have put certainly. it that way in the past. They certainly have. Um, and it's uh, odd, odd. How about this closing paragraph here? Uh, Thomas continues, whites must also take responsibility for any damage that's been done and take steps to correct it. He refers to race-mongering activist Tom Wise, who Tim, warns, Tim or Wise? Tim, Tim Wise, who warns that Trump empowers, quote, angry white people who, quote, might turn to terrorism. Who is Tim Wise? I don't know. Uh, is it this guy with the hair, with the cute hair? Uh, um, that, would, that would be an odd race-mongering activist for, for, to represent white people. I, uh, <laughs> that's, not, that's not who I would expect it to see. I, if this was written... Uh, on the other side, That's if the, you were talking about black people, do it the race, It's the racial test. You want to tell, yeah. tell us something you're saying is racist? T change the names. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he was to say, uh, let's see, uh, take responsibility for any damage that's been done, take damage. Uh, uh, here we go. Race mongering activist, some black guy mm -hmm. who warns that uh, uh, he empowers angry black people and might that might turn to terrorism or might be, turn to burning down cities yeah. or rioting yeah, or whatever the case may be. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you'd be the worst racist human being who's ever walked the face of the earth. Can we take this call before we uh, go to break? Do you mind? I think we can because uh, we're doing the we movie can. thing and I don't, we don't need to extend it for the rest of the show. But I wanted to get this one in. Uh, let's go to it's John in Arizona. Welcome to. Uh, Patents too, John. Hello. Hey, hey, how are you? Pretty good. How about you guys? Not good. bad. What's going on? Well, uh, even worse than the Crystal Skull would be Aliens 4. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know if there four? was a 4. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, was Sigourney Weaver in that one? Yes. Okay. Wow, she was in it. It, it was it, that bad? It was horrid. <laughs> I don't it was, it's, uh, Crystal Skull is probably the second worst movie ever made. Huh. Wow, well, that's interesting. I gotta say, I've never seen, was, that, was I, Alien Resurrection, was that the one? Oh. I think so, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna we'll have, have to, look to this check one that out. out. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Sigourney isn't that good in a lot of things. She's not great, but I mean, she's not she was. She held her own for a number of years, and then... <laughs> yeah, she was really good in I Ghostbusters. Mean, she was good in Alien. But, uh, well, I yeah. think also uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, which had nothing to do with the Tremendous. plot line of the other movies. I mean, Reese Witherspoon's in it all of a sudden? I mean, what is that? Right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> right? Why is Hugh Laurie in an Aliens movie? <laughs> Could be if it was a separate sequel. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to do with That's the movies right. at all. By the way, uh, Aliens, uh, 1986 Aliens, 98% um, on Rotten Tomatoes. That's that's a that's a success story. Wow! And that was not the initial. The initial one was Alien. Yeah, which Alien, I remember. Then there were Aliens. That yeah. was two, right? Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find all of them from the series. Uh, then there was one of them was uh, something about uh, you, you can't hear people scream in space. Wasn't that from Alien? Oh, yeah. uh, that sounds familiar. In space, you, you can't hear him scream. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, uh, some new movies uh, Sigourney Weaver slated to star in um, mm -hmm. Avatar Two. Oh, jeez. Uh, Avatar oh 3 and Avatar 4. Oh, yeah. Those wow. are all on the docket? That's Reproduction. Oh. Holy crap, that's going to be awful. Oh. Um, I liked Avatar. Oh, I you're the only person. Are someone, you serious? I liked that movie. I yeah. thought this was the greatest point of all, of all time. And, Jeffy, you're the one person who might be able to do this. But I saw someone on Twitter when Star Wars was coming out. And they think about how you feel about Star Wars. Like, you, you know... And again, some people don't care about the movies, but everybody knows Luke Skywalker. Everybody knows Han Solo. Everyone knows Jabba the Hutt and Darth Vader and, and some of those Princess Leia, right? Mm -hmm. Name one character from Avatar. 
It's yes, the yes. biggest movie of all yeah. time. Now, Jeffy might be able to do it because he actually does really like the movie. Can't. But can you name five characters no, from right. Avatar? Was there a Mike in, in the movie? I think uh, there was a Bill? Mike. Bill? Was, was, was <laughs> Terrence in the movie? I don't know. No one knows the movie because the movie sucked. That's a good point. It was just Horrible a movie. technology play, and people were so Horrible excited movie. for the technology, got a lot of positive press, and hit all of its earnings really early on and then faded away. Yeah. It was the biggest movie of all time. Luckily, Star Wars is going to pass it. Um, and probably already has, or soon will this week. This week, it yeah, oh, will wow. pass it. I mean, that's amazing. Okay, hold on, I'm looking real quick at the Alien movies. Uh, Alien, 97% for the original, 98% for, the, for Aliens 2, which mm-hmm. is just called Aliens. Um, uh, the third one, Alien 3, 44%. Ooh. Um, Alien Resurrection, however, 54%, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I have not oh, seen... That can't be the worst. That can't be worse than Crystal Skull, then. Oh, can't yeah. Be. Should I look for Crystal Skull? Can't be. Yeah, look, look what Rotten Tomatoes gave Crystal Skull. We've got to find that out before we move on. Because <laughs> that, that's got to be... That's got to be one, zero. Oh, Sigourney Weaver uh, was a, one of the voices in WALL-E, too, the ship's computer voice. Yeah. She's done, she has done a lot of stuff. I think. She has. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, she has. Harrison Ford. Here, uh, Harrison Ford movies. I'm clicking on that now. All right, so we've got uh, uh, Indiana. Okay. Uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, 96%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Temple of Doom, 85%. All right. Uh, Last Crusade, 88%. Mm-hmm. Crystal Skull, 78%. There you go. I'm Come you. on. There you go. Oh, I, that's not possible. That is a tragedy. I mean, honestly, I might go. I may have to go and 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 commit arson at the Rotten Tomatoes headquarters today <laughs> after reading that, even though they had nothing to do with it. That's unbelievable. Wow, that's bad. By the way, five year minimum. Just remember, sure, remember when you're going to commit arson at Rotten Tomatoes. Five year minimum. Okay. Really, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> is a federal federal <laughs> land. I don't mm. think so. I don't think that's true. Uh, that's unbelievable, though. Um, I mean, that's. Come on. Come on. 78%. Star Wars, by the way, 90 I still have the little McDonald's toy of Harrison Ford and the sand that goes down into the crystal skull. Oh, God, that movie's so bad. So bad. 93% for the new Star Wars, by the way, on Rotten Tomatoes. 93? 93 it's uh, at now. It's doing really well. 888-727-BECK. You know what? Solar energy is uh, now affordable thanks to, you know, solar. That's a positive development. I think it is. Um, yeah. Go Solar uh, is putting this together. Uh, they can increase the, the value of your home, uh, save you money each month by having solar installed on your home. Yeah, but how much for how much, though? I mean, let's, that's the problem, what, really. What if I told solar, you it was, right? it was a sky-high rate of zero dollars uh, out of pocket? Zero dollars. Zero dollars? Yeah. And I, it's interesting because you just basically buy the... Okay, but then I'm, it's going to increase my energy fee every month, though. That's no, the thing. So yeah. they'll install it for zero dollars and I pay like a lot more than I pay right You're now. You're actually going to save 20 to 30% uh, versus what you're currently paying. Well, so. wow. Yeah. Over okay, 70,000. Now, now you're talking a deal. Yes, I would. I would. That's how. That's how I'm describing it. Yes, uh, seventy thousand homes are now powered by Go Solar. They're 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 big players in this industry. They know what they're doing. Mm. Um, you know, it's not some fly by night thing. They're gonna come out and put a bunch of windows on the top of your house, and then you're gonna you think they're disasters later on. Go Solar knows how to do this. They've done it on seventy thousand homes, and they will install a state of the art residential solar system on your home. Find out if Go Solar is available in your area. Just go to GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. <laughs> Uh, and then somebody will come out to your home and evaluate your energy needs and explain how this risk-free program saves you a bunch of money every month. Yep. It's awesome. Join thousands who are saving money right now. Go solar with the blaze.com. Go solar 
with theblaze.com. The power of the sun powering your home affordably at gosolarwiththeblaze.com. Kind of an interesting discussion between uh, two uh, well-known televangelists. Um, really good. Uh, it's up on the blaze right now. Really uh, good. Uh, kind of fascinating. Here they are. Uh, these are Kenneth Copeland and uh, Jesse Duplantis talking about uh, their private jets. <laughs> We're flying mm -hmm. home. They need them. As I was going home, the Lord, real quickly, he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Now, you know, I thought that's an odd statement. He gave, I said, well, certainly, Lord. He said, do you really like it? And I thought, well, yes, Lord. He said, then he said this, so that's it? I didn't know how to handle that for me. I went, what? He said, you're going to let your faith stagnate? Now, when he said that, that shocked me. I went, whoa, wait. I literally unbuckled my seatbelt, my plane, I stood up. My pilots looked right and said, do you need something? I said, no, no, I'm talking to God right now. And he went back to flying. I said, Lord, I don't think I was letting my faith stagnate. He said, so this is all I could ever do. I said, you want, you, you're you trying to tell me something. He said, go to the book of Amos. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, hmm. All right, more of that discussion here. Uh, mm -hmm. let's see, uh, what, uh, we'll see. You case. couldn't have done that over there. No, sir. Plane. No way. Stand up and say, what'd you say, Lord? No. Okay, no, yeah. And the guy sitting over there saying, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> you can't do you that. You can't do that. No, no. The world that, is in such a shape. We can't get there without no, this. That's right. We've got to have this. We would have the mess that the airlines are in today. I would have to stop. I'm being very conservative. At least 75 to 80, more like 90% of what we're doing, because you can't get there and from here. It's impossible. That's why we're on that airplane. We can Thank talk to you. God. Oh, Lord we God. can. We, it's true. We, it, it's, when I was flying for Oral Roberts, the People would brother Deweese, my, my boss on the mm. airplane, he mm. said, now, Kenneth, this is sanctuary. It protects the anointing on, on uh, uh, Brother, brother Roberts. Roberts. And he said, you keep your mouth shut. Don't talk mm. to him unless he talks. Because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back mm -hmm. there then, man, mm -hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit. Sure. People coming up to him. He right. had become famous. And okay. they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. You, you can't. You, you can't manage that today. Right. The, this dope-filled world. Right. And get in an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. That's exactly what and you it, can. it's deadly. You can. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get on a plane, plane with e demons. No. You can't. Well, you can. uh, do we have the picture of Jeffy on the plane? <laughs> I, can, uh, I kind of back them here. Uh, I'll be yeah. honest. Yes. Uh, you don't want to be in I guarantee that if I was on a plane with those guys, I would go up to them and ask them to pray Oh, you'd be them. hugging them. You'd be sweating oh all over them. Promise you that. Uh, you know, I mean, especially I, after this, I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, the left is obviously using this to say, hey, preachers are evil and all yes. they want is your money and they don't want to be Shut near up. you. And like, I, mm -hmm. you know, look, when you're, when you're a, there, there's these televangelists, part of that is they are celebrities. They go around and Correct. they pre preach all over the place and they raise lots of money for charity and they're not all bad people. And, you know, this is not a good way of handling this. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, it, it doesn't look like the greatest of discussions. No. And I, I don't know that they, they explained it real well yeah. in here. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, for them to have to defend, and I, I suppose they're getting a lot of flack because yeah. it's kind of out now. And I, I don't know, there have been a bunch of stories lately about televangelists with private planes for some reason, so I'm sure that's well, probably what they're addressing. The re- it's not, yeah, it's not some reason. It's the yeah. it's people trying to make religion look bad. Yeah. And look, sometimes people who are televangelists are bad. We've seen it before. Um, you know, I don't know these guys at all, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but Kenneth Copeland's a good guy. I don't know yeah. Jesse Duplantis. Yeah. I, I mean, know. look, it, but, you know, they didn't explain <laughs> that very well. But, you know, look, when you are, and I, I, I can't say it from, uh, you know, it, there is something different, obviously, when you're uh, do, running a, an organization that's a church rather than a for-profit business. Mm-hmm. But, like, Glenn uh, has a private plane. Uh, Glenn. Uh, Wait, we, what? We, yeah, it's, it's big, big news. Um, but <laughs> we used to fly around and do tours. Now, our tours, mm-hmm. I'm sure, don't did not um, bring nearly as many people uh, as, you know, right. these guys go. They're going to huge churches all around the country. We would go to theaters, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people, and, but in small towns. You know, you'd be going to places where you couldn't fly direct. Um, and this is at a point where Glenn was not particularly famous. Um, but still, you'd have, we'd have to extend the tours to two and three weeks instead of one week. You could get much mm-hmm. more done in the one week when you could, because you could fly direct to these right. small places that didn't have flights. You didn't have Glenn showing up multiple hours early. I can remember, I can remember sitting in, laying in the uh, airport uh, on, on the floor as of there's a delay, and as everyone has, and I've done yeah. multiple times, everyone has. But picture now, Glenn. I, can't, I, I can't picture it at all. So um, and people coming up to him constantly and shaking his hand. And look, Glenn is, you know, is at least at the time was pretty cool. I think he still is. He meets all tons of people around the country. Right. But I mean, it, there is a certain efficiency that it der- derives when you're able to make yeah when you're on a to tour a private jet when you're now, on a tour like this and you can't go by the airline's uh, right. schedule. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't do it. It, it because it just doesn't happen. It happens with entertainers. Now, you, now the criticism here, which is separate from someone like Glenn, because I don't think anyone puts it past Taylor Swift to take a private uh, jet to her uh, concerts. Mm-hmm. It, there is a reason you do it. It's not because you don't like people on the plane. It's because it, there's just an efficiency to it that yes, you can. Time you, is important. Yeah, it's important. So. Uh, but, however, when you talk about pastors and such, people would say, well, you shouldn't be using pe- money that people donate to take a private plane. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, A, something that you can decide if you like the church or not. Mm-hmm. You can decide to donate your money or not. Uh, there you go. Right. There's an easy solution to that. Don't donate your money. The other part of it is, I don't know how they're paying for this. You know, some of these guys have been around selling millions of books for a really long time. It, they, if they want to buy private jets and, you, and rent private jet time with the money they've made off of selling books... They can do it. Mm-hmm. It's their money, and mm-hmm. they can be able to do whatever they want with it. If it helps, if they think it helps them go from place to place and raise more money, and I don't think I'm in the majority with this opinion, by the way. I think a lot of people, even conservatives, would say, "Oh, well, you shouldn't do that, no matter what. You shouldn't have any, uh, you know, any any of the, those perks oh, if you're working, um, uh, you know, in, in this, you know, in the ministry, in, in, in the ministry." And I understand that. It's a, it's you know, people. We've, we've had these discussions over the years. Where, you know where it shouldn't have those perks. Is if you're preaching income inequality every day. Right. Yeah. 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 When when you're preaching communist uh, principles every day. Yeah. That's when you shouldn't have those perks. That's when you shouldn't be taking $8 million Hawaiian vacations every year. 
That's when you shouldn't be doing that. Those and guys didn't mention that. No, they didn't mention that. Barack Obama is living that lifestyle. Oh. So maybe take a look at him in, instead of these guys. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. Not a chance of that. Plus, people give their money to the church, whereas the money is taken from us. <laughs> you know, or fund the government. <laughs> a little bit different. Yeah, what's worse? A little bit different. And the same people who would criticize them are the ones on their own private jets taking yep. using our money. No question about it. That we didn't volunteer for them. I mean. This might be the best uh, part of the Oregon militia craziness that's going on right now. Very deep in the story is evidence as to why the government should never attempt to do anything. Now, as you probably know, the dispute revolves around a wildlife refuge. So I thought it was interesting to find out why is that area set aside as a wildlife refuge? Quote, the refuge was established in 1908 by President Theodore Roosevelt. Not a huge surprise there. Why, though? To protect bird populations that had been decimated by plume hunters selling feathers for the hat industry. <laughs> Got that? The government took a giant chunk of land because of the threat of the hat industry. Like the hat on your head. Because lots of people put feathers in hats. As you know, it's a huge mm. ongoing issue. And the ongoing internal threat of the hat industry was enough for a progressive to take common sense steps to make sure that the little birds had a safe place to build their nests away from the evil hat people. Problem is, of course, that there was no way to reverse the land grab after we all realize that almost no one on earth ever puts feathers in hats anymore. The government's just, yeah, they just get to keep the land. They had it before, and now they have it still. But of course that's what they do. This is what government always does when given the opportunity. Whatever the legitimacy of the concern of the day, it's yet another example of how power is acquired and never relinquished. My New Year's resolution, however, is new, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to implement this maybe on the show tomorrow. More feathers and hats to punish Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> I think what needs to happen is that big hat needs to be reined in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what about... Hat control? Well, yes. Mm. What if we impose... Well, some common sense hat reform anyway. Yeah, okay. What if we impose some sort of uh, profit tax on them? You know, they're making far too much. Really? Right? Yes. With yeah. all the plume hunters? Yes. Mm -hmm. My gosh. And, and the birds they're killing for their feathers? I mean, I'm tired of it. And, yes, we've curbed that in this one area of Oregon. But <laughs> I strongly right. feel like it's going on too much well, around the rest of the country. Well, you look at uh, there's one particular horse race in Kentucky. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, my gosh. Lots yes. of feathers and hats there. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about feather inequality. <laughs> yeah. That's right there. right there. The one day of year of the year at the Kentucky Derby where people put feathers and hats. Outside of that, pretty much nobody Do does. they honestly at the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, it's the hats. It's the hats? It's like the overdress, like the old-timey. No. But that's what's part of it. You're dressing old-timey cool. yeah, okay. when people put feathers and hats. Great. They don't put feathers and hats anymore. <laughs> they don't do it. Nobody does it. It's not a problem. 
And so that's why we have this wildlife refuge yeah. in Oregon. Because too yeah. many people were wearing feathers and hats, and they thought, oh, it's the a, poor it birdies. Is, it is another great example of how nothing, the government never gets smaller. No. Nope. I mean, I would never forget as a, I don't know how old I was, you know, maybe a t- you know, young teenager and driving by a, so a government building. 17, yeah, it was 17, 1800, eight, right around in there somewhere. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just driving by a government building, and they were adding on. Mm-hmm. And yep. I was like, and I, I remember going, oh, they're building some new stuff. When have you ever seen a government get smaller? Yeah. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Another great example of this was in one of Glenn's uh, books. It, I want to say it was maybe an inconvenient book going back that far, or maybe it was Arguing with Idiots. I can't remember. It was one of those books from, from the early years. And it told the story of a, a particular flood in Pennsylvania. And this huge flood wiped out this town really bad. Um, and so they came together, Pennsylvania came together, and they put together a tax of like 2% oh, or yeah. something to yeah. pay for the reconstruction of this flood. It was in like the 1800s. Mm-hmm. The tax still, still exists, exists today. And not only does it exist today, because the flood, the waters receded. I don't know if anyone noticed this. In the last hundred and some odd years, even though global warming is making all the seas rise, the water in this particular region has receded. And they now use this money to do all sorts of different things. In fact, not only does this, the tax still exist, they've raised it. Several times, even decades after the flood was over. They just keep doing it, and you always grab, 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 and you never give back. It is the same as they do with every tollway ever built. I remember in Houston they were were building tollways. Uh, I mean, they had to have, first they have an inner loop. Okay, it loops the city uh, uh, on the in, sort of in the inside, the downtown, right around the downtown area. Then there's an outer loop. Then there's a super outer loop. And now there's a the mega, mega Doppler. super Doppler outer loop. And they decided, okay, on the on the one beltway around uh, Houston, the main big beltway around there, it was going to be a toll road until it was paid for. Right. Then the toll was going to be taken off. The toll never got taken off. <laughs> of course they paid for it a long time. 20 years ago, they paid for that road. Mm-hmm. And every couple of miles, you're stopping at the freaking toll. Or they finally got it so you don't have to stop it. They charge you anyway. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's just what government does. Yep. They continue to tax you. They continue to charge you every single time they grow. And they'll say that, yeah, they never and contract. They'll say that they actually, you know, the, our, what kills me is, like, those arguments are... Well, look, we don't charge uh, the toll. Uh, doesn't pay for the road anymore. We obviously, you guys paid that off, no problem. We went back and voted uh, on mm-hmm. the city council, and the toll now gets used for this. Yeah, yeah. Shut so up. that yeah. wasn't the agreement yeah, right. in the first place. Yeah, then, oh my gosh, they, then they just soak you dry for that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they, they did this uh, recently with a tax in my town, which was they had some like emergency tax yeah. thing that was in there. And it was, they had it with a sunset. It was supposed to expire. Um, and they said, well, you know what? It is set to expire uh, because it, I can't remember what it was. Something maybe for police or something. It was some specific thing where it was like pay for this building or something like that. And uh, well, it's going to expire now. Now, if you don't, uh, so you want our think, police department to be homeless? Yeah, no. no but they, it was like, uh, look, yeah, you paid for the police building or whatever. Um, but, but guess what? 
if you continue paying this tax, we can do all sorts of new magical right. things around town. Do mm-hmm. you want a giant roller coaster that goes from your house to the gas station? <laughs> well, yes! you can have it. I and do. so, of course, I voted against it, and it passed with like eighty-five percent. Of course, you know, because you were we, like, "What are putting four well, we're already roads into the park?" And and, uh-huh. the, and the and the pitch was uh, already paying. We're already paying that tax. We're not yeah. going to notice the difference. Yeah. Well, no, it was set. To, it was supposed to expire. They paid mm-hmm. for the thing that they needed it for. Now they're just paying for crap they don't need. So ridiculous. It's, but it's like it passes every time. You know, the ultimate example, I guess, is, is that uh, the income tax was supposed to be temporary. Mm. Uh, how temporary was that? Eh, not so much. Eh, not so much. Well, well, we'll see it through. Okay, yeah, just for a few years. Oh, now World War One. Okay, yeah, we'll see it through World War One. Okay, well, now Weird. our economy sucks. We've got to keep it going. Okay, well, now you're just paying it. All right, and now it's it, it was never going to go above seven percent. Yes, it's ninety two percent, but that's only a little above seven. I mean, can you even count how much? It's, it's almost no. unnoticeable. Right. I mean, it's, you're already paying. Uh, you're already paying. You're already paying it. Let me give you this uh, real quick because I've now been sent the actual. So I was rough. My I was a little bit of Glenn Beck facts there here on the actual numbers, but look, this is great. Nineteen thirty six Johnstown flood in Pennsylvania. Right. Nineteen thirty six, not the eighteen hundreds. Nineteen hundreds. It was a temporary 10% tax initially intended to help pay for cleanup recovery and assistance for flood victims. 10% tax on alcohol okay, sales. 10% yeah, on yeah. alcohol. Uh-huh. Through the, though the recovery was assisted by the federal government and completed within six years of the disaster, the tax was never repealed. So it's still six around 80 years later. Um, the tax was then raised from 10% to 15% in 1963. Still then, on alcohol? It's still on alcohol. Then in 1968, <clears throat> it was raised again. To 18 percent, which it stands today. They they stands today. They collect 200 million dollars. Of course, it does not go to any flood-related cause. It goes to the general fund for discretionary use by lawmakers. It helps everything. Of course, of course. Yeah, right. And you're already paying it. And the discretionary funds. I mean, do you want people not to get help from us? (laughs) Of course not. And this is what they say. By the way, the the tax. uh, If you buy alcohol in Pennsylvania. Um, you get a receipt. There's an 18% tax on your purchase. It is not printed on the receipt. It is not printed on any receipt really? in the state, which is kind of a funny little well, I, don't know. I, I wonder why they don't tell you about it. It's kind of like the gas taxes, taxes yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Just, just worked in there. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just pay it. 888 back. More patents still coming up. Amazing. amazing. Wow. But, I mean, I will say this. Uh, feathers and hats. Huge problem. Oh, my God. Right? We, we got to get started on that. We need more land. Yeah, for these birds, because the feathers are all in the hats and such, and too many birds are dying. Too many birds. Too many birds are giving their feathers. <laughs> all right, triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, East Carolina University students who are good at neck rubs could find themselves hauled before a sexual misconduct board under new rules approved by the board trustees, and it started on January 1st. Now, see what's happening right there? Right there! Right there! Is uh, illegal now. Assault. That's assault. It's sexual battery right there. It's sexual battery. Look, the new policy describes sexual battery as the intentional or attempted Sexual t- touching of another person's clothes so you, or unclothed. Do you try to touch and it's yeah, sexual assault? You try to. You just like walk towards someone with your hand out? And what, it's, actually, I'm quoting the intentional or attempted in. sexual touching 
of another person's clothed or unclothed body, including, but not limited to, the mouth. So I can't touch, like, I, I can't touch your mouth with my hand? Like, if you have a crumb on your mouth, you can't now I, brush it off. Now, I don't no. do that to anyone necessarily, but Jeffy is really intimate with kind of everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, you want to help you're, people out right. look their best. You're, you're sort of a touchy guy, a touchy-feely, feely-feely guy. Not anything sexual about it. Certainly not. No, yeah, nobody would ever too. misconstrue that. Mm. So you can't do the mouth. You can't touch their neck, their anus. Okay, so what? are you telling me? <laughs> what? We have gotten to the point in our society uh -huh. <laughs> where I, go there? I can't touch a person's anus <laughs> without it being misconstrued. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's over. Sexual the world is happening. battery? Ended. Wow. Oh they've gone gosh. too far. Maybe they're just <laughs> doing this for effect. Maybe they're exaggerating. For they, must uh, they must be. They must be. Are we, I'm going to take over a federal building. <laughs> hey, right. How many okay. regulations can you take? It does inspire that. Yeah, right. This is the ultimate land grab. Some of these are sort of understandable. <laughs> yes. Like the anus, the buttocks, the genitalia or breast. But the mouth and neck? Come on. Uh, by any, with any part of the body or any object in a sexual manner without their consent. All right, such touching need not be drawn out. It qualifies as sexual battery, however slight the contact is. The policy does not appear to define what makes certain touching sexual, endangering students who touch another person's neck for a benign reason. Like, you know, I mean, people do that all the time. They walk up behind you and kind of rub your neck or something. Or if you're sitting there and they'll walk up. It and happens. I mean, it happens. You know, it's not super common, but it happens. You it know, does uh, happen. There's a lot of people I mean, who are kind of touchy, like touchy like that. There are touchy like that. You know, mm -hmm. I'm... I'm not. I'm not that guy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Jeff Glenn is. is. Glenn's that guy. Yes. Yeah, Glenn is. Glenn will I mean, he up. wouldn't do hugger. that with a... He wouldn't come up and start rubbing a woman's neck. No. But, you know, he, he he's a hugger. He's a hugger. Sure. He's um, a kisser. He will kiss on the cheek. Uh, other people's spouses, for instance. And it may or may not be appreciated. <laughs> Wait, what's happening right now? What's, well, are you telling a tale? Wow. No. No. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying, I, you know, and I mean, it, yeah. I mean it's common. I, like, it is common. There's a level of human like, And that's the thing. There is um, a, there's a dance that happens among humans, right? I mm -hmm. mean, like, you, you can't be like, excuse me, madam. May I have consent to touch your neck area? Like no. that, there's nothing sexy about that. There's no, uh, there, there's no, there's, well, it is for Jeffy, maybe. <laughs> but everything's sexy for you. Um, I mean, let's say, for example, monkeys are flying out of someone's butt. You're going to want to get hit, touch their anus. Though, right? <laughs> we don't need no, to be, we know you're, you're going to want to help. Why you went there, per se. Uh, my point, though, is that, like, when you legalistically try to break oh, these man. things down, you put people in impossible positions. You and really then do. you throw on top of this the fact that if you get, one of these charges against you, uh, you go on Megan's Law lists till the end of time, mm -hmm. and it winds up being that you know things that are completely innocuous, um, you know, wind up being uh, really problematic yes. for somebody. Like Joe uh, Biden. Uh, like yeah, Joe Biden. Look at what Joe Biden does. He, I mean, he violates oh. all these things oh except gosh. for maybe one of them that I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe he does. I would not be surprised. He might even do that. I he, don't know if he breaks that one. Well, um, we've seen him. He, yes. he sat on the lap of a biker chick, or she sat on his lap, or I, I forget how that worked. And then he 
he came up to the other, the wife of the uh, senator, and he was rubbing her neck. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, stroking he's her breast. Yes, he he's he that guy. He's the guy they're talking guy. about. Here. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, look, look, as much as I don't like Joe Biden, that's ridiculous. Um, and you know, there's a level of, um, there has to be, and this, I would call this the Jeffy rule. There has to be an ability for a, 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 a wonderful gentleman like Jeffy uh, to oh. be able to fail at courtship. Mm-hmm. When Jeffy, you know, he's coming up the ranks and then he's not married yet and he's making moves on, mm-hmm. on, on women. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're going to reject him every time. I mean, yes. But there has to be an ability for him to be Without able to try. Without him being called a sexual predator. Right, and I'm not saying go up and honk, honk on the boobs, but, I mean, <laughs> there has to be some level. Well, like, a, I mean, a neck rub or something doesn't seem like, that's not a sexual area. Now, if. Unless you're if, kissing the neck. Right. right. That's now, a different if deal. if the person says, no, you must immediately stop. stop. If they, if they uh, fight back or, you know, say, hey, what the hell's wrong with you? Don't touch. That, of course. And I'm not saying you go up and just start touching everybody's neck. But there is mm-hmm. a level of human contact that's okay. Not we don't all need to be in our own safe space. What is your definition Except of immediate? Except not anymore. What? What's your definition of immediate? Like immediate. Like right away. You know, when, like right before now. Before the O is like over. When they say stop, no. that's when you stop. Like that second, that is. Before the P happens, yeah. you stop. Yeah.